Friends, today we're talking with Cam Barrett, and he is a grateful human. He loves his family and Taco Bell, and something that made him smile recently was just being a dad to uh, his 18-month-old daughter. He's the corporate affairs manager of the Kroger Company of Michigan. Cam Barrett, welcome to the Grateful Human Podcast, man. Good morning, sir. Bright and early on a Monday, just getting after it. I like it. Absolutely, man. Thanks for being on. We're grateful for you. Uh, and let's, uh, let's have some fun here and let's jump in. So you are, uh, something that made you smile recently was being a dad to your daughter. So, I mean, what are you grateful for about being a dad? Tell us about that journey. Yeah. So 18 months into the game right now, it's, uh, it's brand new. It is, I think the, you know, one of the craziest life altering moments that I've ever gone through. It is hands down one of the most challenging things that I've ever, ever done in my life. You know, they don't give you a playbook. They don't give you a roadmap. You, you know, you get opinions here and there, but it's, you know, parenting's what you make of it. And on the flip side of it, it's also the most rewarding thing that I've ever done in my life. I think, you know, at the, every morning, you know, I wake up with, with her in mind in terms of like giving her the, you know, the type of childhood that I have. I want to recreate that for her, you know, and when I lay my, you know, head down in my pillow at night. And sometimes the nights are a little later than usual based off what time she wants to go to bed. Uh, you know, that's kind of the same thing going to bed at night. Like, you know, I hope I gave her a good day. I hope we had fun today. And again, just trying to recreate that same type of fun childhood that, that I had growing up. Man, that's awesome. And 18 months old, you said? 18 months old. Yeah. And everybody told me like, you know, buckle up, time's going to fly. And I didn't think that was truthful. But now that I do have a daughter of my own, I can say it feels like yesterday that we were bringing her home from the hospital. And, uh, you know, now she's just running around causing chaos. So just trying to keep up with her as much as I can. That's hilarious. And what's your daughter's name? Her name's Finley. Finley, Finley awesome. Lou. Yep. So if, if an 18 month could, could fully process a message, what, what message would you have for Finley right now? If you're like, okay, she totally is going to understand me when I say this. So I think right now, in terms of boiling it down to the basics with her is the, the word of the day right now is yummies. So yummies could be anything from a candy bar to a popsicle, anything with like sugar and sweets in it. She's going through and experiencing like what those do to her taste buds, right? Taste buds right now. So yummies are extremely popular in the Barrett household right now. <laughs> That's awesome, man. What advice do you have for uh, new fresh uh, dads coming up the game right now? So I think, for new fresh dads and, and for me in particular, you know, it's, uh, you know, you get so, so caught up in the, in the day to day of work and, you know, trying to stay on top of it and making sure you're staying ahead and being proactive rather than reactive. But one of the things that I really try hard to do is, you know, once, once I leave my job every day is leave work at work. Um, Finley does not work for the Kroger Co of Michigan and she is not a corporate affairs manager and, and she shouldn't have to, you know, regardless if it's a good day or a bad day, when I get home, put that to bed and I'm, I'm dad and I'm going to be positive and we're going to have a good time. And, and that's, that's the main focus. Like I, you know, life's a rat race and you get pulled in a million different directions and you go a million miles an hour, but slow it down. Remember 18 months new to the world, like enjoy it because it only lasts once. So that would be the advice that I have for dads to just take it all in when you can. Solid advice, man. Probably not always easy, but um, always worth it, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we know each other. Fleece and thank you has been uh, really privileged to work with Kroger in the past. Um, how did you get to the seat uh, that you're in today? Um, and what are the, some of the things you're really grateful for along that journey? 
Yeah. So actually, funny enough, prior to working for the Kroger Co. of Michigan is my background's entirely in sports. So coming out of college, I went to work to Auburn University in fundraising and development for their athletic program. And then after that, I came back to the state of Michigan, had to come back to the land of the hand, was missing all four seasons. Family was here. So we made we made the journey back up north. Um, wasn't happy about having to pick up a shovel again, but hey, you know, <laughs> I've done it for the majority of my life. So why not? Um, and then came back, worked for the Detroit Pistons in corporate partnerships over there. Had a great experience over there. But when I was with the Pistons, I ran into somebody by the name of Rachel Hurst, who was the previous corporate affairs manager here in the state of Michigan for Kroger. And, you know, a testament to her is like so much positivity, so much energy, and would just love to do good. And even though my background entirely in sports, the partnerships that I got to work on at the Pistons, the ones that, you know, kind of got me up out of bed and got me excited was the ones where I actually knew that I was going to make an impact in somebody's life. I was going to make an impact in the community. And connecting with Rachel and Nick, I know you can attest to this, like she's always pulling some string to do something crazy, you know, that drives that impact in the community that does that greater good. So having the opportunity to, to join her team and learn from her and be able to, you know, just tap into her thought process of, you know, how do you come up with the things that you do and how do you, how do you drive such impact in these communities all across the state? So it was a no-brainer for me to come over and, uh, you know, learn from her. And I'm, I'm grateful that was able to move into her seat here in the, in the division in Michigan. And she's, you know, on to bigger and better things within the Kroger company. But I, I think that's, again, just a testament to people is that's the type of people you want to surround her with. Like, who can I learn from? Who's passionate? Who's positive? Because, again, like I said, you, you put in a lot of time into your job. So surrounding yourself with people that have you know, similar values, similar, similar positive outlooks, like it's contagious. So that was one of my, my main reasons from, you know, going from sports, coming over to the grocery world. And it's been a whirlwind, but loving every second of it. Man, so good. What's a hard lesson that you've learned along the way that you're really grateful to have learned? Yeah, I think one of the hardest lessons that I've learned is, you know, for the first 30 plus years of my life, it was going to a grocery store. It was grab my cart, go through my list go to checkout and you're out the door. And for me, it just seemed very like turnkey. But now that I'm on inside looking out, the grocery industry is wildly fascinating. It is a well-oiled machine and there is so many moving parts uh, and so many people involved as something simple of just getting a can of beans on the shelf. It is a very intricate um, industry, but now, again, that I'm on the inside looking out, like I have a great appreciation for the grocery world and, and what they do to be able to serve their consumers on a daily basis. Amazing. We have a shared uh, gratitude for Rachel Hurst. She's amazing. If you had just a quick message for Rachel right now, what would you uh, say to her? Quit working. Quit working. <laughs> so she is, uh, you know, she's one of those, those, and again, like surrounding yourself with people uh, not only from a positive standpoint, but, you know, has that work ethic, like Rachel grinds and she loves what she does and she does it very well. So I think one of those things, you know, sometimes, you know, she gets caught up in the weeds because it's easy. It's easy to do in this position when you're making so much impact and you're doing so many good things. And, you know, she has a, a heart of gold that I think it's it, sometimes it's easy to like, you know, actually flip that that switch off. So mm -hmm. that, that'd be my message to her is, is quit working because she, she's a grinder out there and she makes an impact and she's great at it. Amazing. Rachel, quit working. Take a break. You deserve <laughs> it. We are 
for you 100% through and through just an awesome human. What advice do you then have cam for other leaders uh, for how to be that Rachel and how to be that amazing North star of positivity and vision? Yeah. So I think, I think that's the, that's the main thing. Again, you're any job that you have, you're, you're going to go through tough times and you're going to go through good times and you know, the highs will be highs and the lows will be lows. But I think the main thing, regardless good or bad is just making sure you stay even keel. And I think that's the thing, you know, when, when we are put in those tough situations, it's like, Hey, let's find the silver lining. Let's stay positive and let's figure out how we can work through this. So I think that's one part of it is just making sure that you, you maintain that positive attitude. But on the flip side of it is, you know, and Rachel did this very well when I, when I first joined her team is she, she exposed me to everything that she did. She wanted me to see what she was doing through her lens so that I could put my, put my own spin on it. But at the same time, like learn the things that she did well. So, you know, whether, whether it was a opening of a new store or a community activation, like she always took me with her. So again, I could see it firsthand and I, we could kind of have that open dialogue in terms of, Hey, what went well, what didn't well go well, why did you do this? Why'd you do that? So again, I think from positive attitude and exposure, I think that's like two of the best things that, that a leader can do. Amazing. Sounds like you had a leader that was, uh, made you very involved in the learning process, mm-hmm. not yes. just conversational, but getting your hands on and experiential. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, it's, it's one thing to, to read in an email or watch a video recap, but when you, when you get to, you know, a community activation, perfect example, what we did with fleece and thank you, like you were there, you felt it, you saw the impact firsthand and, you know, just the amount of like positivity and energy in that room it wouldn't have been done justice through a video or through an email chain, like going there and experiencing it was contagious and it was awesome to be a part of. And again, that's just a prime example of like her taking to me to an event with her and being able to, to see it firsthand as opposed to her just giving me the rundown after she's attended herself. Right on, right on. No, no job is easy. Um, Take us inside the, the lens of like, what is it like to be, corporate affairs manager for Kroger company in Michigan, what are the things you need to be and have? Um, and what are you most grateful for about the position today? Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the greatest parts about this position is the number of nonprofits that we work with across the state. We work with over 4,500 nonprofits and, you know, they all have their own mission, but again, the common denominator at the end of the day is, Hey, let's do good together. And here at Kroger, one of one of our guiding lights is our Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation. So, you know, to boil it down to the basics is helping fight food insecurity in the communities in which we live and serve. And with that being our guiding light, I've come in contact with numerous organizations across the state that are passionate, just like us, about fighting food insecurity. And again, whether it's food insecurity or another initiative, I think, you know, one of the lens that I've really had to look at this position through is how do you take, you know, those common denominators of passion points between an organization like Kroger and a community partner? And how do you combine your resources? How do you combine your volunteers? How do you combine your efforts to make that larger impact? I think so often it's easy to kind of get caught in a silo in terms of like, hey, we're owning this, we're doing this on our own. But, you know, food insecurity, perfect example. If you can get multiple organizations coming together to work on one initiative, that's that many more volunteers. That's that many more microphones. That's that many more eyes that you can get on it. And again, I think that's what I love most about the position is like 
you form so many relationships, you form so many connections. And, you know, it's funny, like, you know, perfect example, like we're going through something with, with Guinness World Record right now. And you're like, hey, who can I call that has done something with Guinness before? And next thing you know, we, we got we got Nick on the phone over here trying to figure out, you know, the ins and outs of how to navigate the Guinness World. So I just think that's the thing is, is just being open to concepts, uh, being open to initiatives. How do you use your resources and how do you utilize those relationships that you built over the years to make the most impact? It's awesome. I'm sure to be in your position, it's, it takes some certain skills. And I really find, man, that I, I think like life, the things we are and who we are, are somewhat in three buckets. Like we were wired a certain way from the beginning when we came out of the mm-hmm. womb. We were raised a certain way and that taught us things and we became things from that. And then we've also experienced things on our own for ourselves that we've learned. What is it about the way that you were wired that you're really, really grateful for today? I think the thing that I'm really grateful for today, the way I'm wired is I've just always kind of been a doer. I think again, whether whether it's proactive or reactive, like I've always just been one of those guys like, hey, I'm going to roll my sleeves up. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to ask the questions that I need to and, and we're going to get this done and we're going to get it done well. And I think that comes back to, so I grew up in a small town in the thumb of Michigan, shout out to Croswell, Michigan. Um, but it's a, it's a small rural, rural farming community, one stoplight. Uh, we got a McDonald's. We're also adding a Taco Bell. So like things are on the up and up in Croswell. Uh, and it was one of those towns where like everybody knew everybody, but going back, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. And all my family was there and my grandpa's a farmer and my grandma worked as a cashier at a local dime store uh, that we had in our family for 75 plus years. My mom owns a local insurance agency. And just one of the things they've always taught me is, is work ethic, you know, like they, they always every day got up clocked in, did what they need to do. And they were respected members in the community. And I think that was the thing is, you know, not only did they work hard, but they also treated people how they should be treated when they were working hard. So I think I always had positive examples in my life in terms of, you know, everybody you pull those pieces from in terms of building the person that you are. And I was very thankful to have a lot of people around me that I could pull a lot of good pieces from to help me become who I am today. It's amazing. And you touched on two things that you love in that family and Taco Bell. So that was an yeah. ex- excellent answer. Uh, yeah. it sounds like family was a big part of, of shaping you to be who you are. What's like a message of gratitude you have for your family if they were to, to hear this conversation? Um, I think a message of gratitude is just thank you. I, I grew up with, with a lot of love, um, you know, from mom to dad to grandparents. It was getting me to this sporting event or taking taking me to this friend's house. Like it was, it was never a, a no immediately. It was like, Hey, how can we figure out how to do this? So I was one of those kids that I grew up in a, a very blessed household. And again, I think the thing that I just appreciate the most is, is love. It's just, I, I talk to my dad every day. I talk to my mom every day. And, you know, it's one of those things that I just, I just in here enjoy hearing their voice. I enjoy hearing on what's going on in their life. And again, they helped me make the person that I am today and was so grateful that I had the upbringing that I did. Amazing. Amazing. What is it about Cam today that you credit to the experiences you've been through and um, how does gratitude play a part in that? Yeah. So I think the thing that I'm most proud of is just the relationships that I've, I've formed um, throughout my career. I think 
you know, looking what I did at Auburn, looking at what I did at the Pistons and even over here at Kroger, I think the thing that always comes back to is I enjoy meeting people. I enjoy forming relationships. Everybody has that different story. Like what makes you tick? What makes you get up out of bed? And just what I talked about, you know, pulling those pieces from other people, like, Hey, I, you know, I like that about Nick or like, Hey, Rachel does this really well. I think, and it gets hard The you know, again, the older you get and the more craziness comes into your life that you got to remember, like, just keep learning, you know, just keep taking those pieces from people, keep evolving, like who you are as a person. And I've been very fortunate throughout my career, both personally and professionally to meet some great people along the way. And I think it's, you know, value those relationships, make that call, check in with those people uh, and, you know, let them know that you're thinking about them and just see how they're doing. Cause I think again, in this day and age, I think it's so easy to get lost behind a text message or lost behind an email, but you just can't be picking up the phone, dialing somebody's number and just having a genuine conversation with them. Love that, man. Speaking of relationships, we've talked a little bit about uh, family, um, the great leader and Rachel. What are some other relationships that you're so grateful for along the journey to today? Yeah, I think, you know, I would, if I didn't mention this, I would be wrong, wrong about it. But I think great leaders, obviously my professional career, yes. But I think one of the, the most effective people in my life is my wife. She is you know, again, you're going to have the good days and you're going to have the bad days. And regardless what day it is, like she is my sounding board at the end of the day. So she is the one that kind of like centers me, resets me. And I think that's just, it's such a testament to her. You know, we were, we're high school sweethearts. We've been, we've been doing it for a long time. She's been stuck with me for 16 years now. Um, but I've been so grateful to have her in my life that long. Again, she, she knows what makes me tick. Um, she can tell when I'm going through it. She can tell what, you know, when I'm in the highest of highs. And I think, you know, regardless where I'm at in my life, she's always right there by my side through thick and thin. And I'm so grateful that, uh, I get to live under the same house as her or same roof of her, uh, every night. So I would be wrong if I didn't give a shout out to my great wife, Cheyenne Barrett. Oh man, that's amazing. Uh, a spouse and a partner, um, you know, such a, such a cool part of the journey, such a great support system. What advice do you have for someone that um, has a spouse or partner and is balancing that professional career um, for how to, how to find that balance and how to use you know, like the gratitude you have for your spouse or partner to just be yeah. better? Yeah. And I think that's the thing too, you know, kind of, we kind of had the discussion about, you know, being a dad and I think it's the same thing with, with being a partner. I think sometimes you get so caught up in the daily grind and I got to get this done and I got to get that done that, and especially, you know, that's a whole nother loophole. It's like throwing kids in there too, you know, like, when am I a dad? When am I a husband? When am I a corporate affairs manager for the Kroger Co. of Michigan? So you get pulled in all these different directions. But I think the main thing is, again, let's downshift. Let's kind of, you know, recenter ourselves here. And, you know, date nights are great. You know, going on trips are great. But I think sometimes for me personally, it's just, you know, boiling it down to the basics. Like, you know, saying I love you before you go out the door. Or, you know, bringing home a random pack of flowers when you haven't done anything wrong, just doing it out of the goodness of your heart. So I think it's just like, you know, those little subtle touch points that just say like, you know, hey, I love you. I appreciate you. I care about you. That's awesome. Man, last year, somebody told me something that has stayed with me forever. And I'm, I'm going to share it here. And you can tell me what your response is to it. But yeah. 
they said that when you pull into the driveway, when you get home from work and pull into the driveway, you are pulling up to the most important meeting of your day. Yes. I think, I think that's no truer words had, had ever been said. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I've always taken a lot of passion in my career, whether at Auburn, the Pistons or currently. And, you know, coming up to Finley being born, I, I realized like very early on that the job that I was most excited for was to be a dad. Um, when I walked through that door, I got a, I got a little 18 month old that looks at me like I'm eight feet tall and I'm nowhere even remotely close. I'm only 5'11", six foot on a good day. But, you know, just hearing Dada come out of her mouth and she is just lit up with happiness when I come through the door, like that's what it's all about. Again, whether it's been a good day, whether it's been a bad day, like just seeing her, it's that smiling face when I walk through the door, everything goes out the window and it's like, okay, like let's cause some chaos. Let's have some fun before you hopefully get to bed at eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I love that, man. That's amazing. Putting your Kroger hat uh, on, what is it something about like the culture at Kroger that you're super grateful to be a part of? Yeah, so I think the thing that impressed me the most about the culture here is you got 119 stores across the state and then you got a whole dedicated division office here. And that's the goal is we want to make sure that we're continuously giving back to our consumers, giving back to our customers, creating the best in-store experience for them. And I think, you know, that's the thing when, when you really think about it, you know, like food is an essential part of everybody's life. And, you know, we're one of the main providers of that to our the communities in which we live and serve. So I think just the togetherness and the, the desire to give back, not only from a store level in terms of what we do for our customers, but again, also coming back to the Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation. I mean, we launched that environmental and social impact plan back in 2017 enterprise wide with a goal to donate three, three billion meals to Feeding America Food Banks by 2025. It's 2023, we're two years early and we've already donated 3.2 billion meals. Amazing. And 25 million of those alone have come from Michigan. So I think like that right there is just a perfect example of like the commitment that the Kroger Co. has to just inspiring more people and doing more good. And again, giving back to those communities in which we live and serve. Amazing, man. Amazing. We, uh, we ask every guest on this show, Cam, why is gratitude so powerful? What's, uh, what's your answer? I think gratitude is so powerful. You know, a common phrase that I've heard is, you know, treat others like you want to be treated. And that kind of used to be like a guiding, guiding light in my life. Treat others how you want to be treated. But I think, you know, also it's, it's, on the, it's on the flip side of it, of like, how do you think others would want to be treated? Like, you know how you want to be treated, but try to put yourself in that person's shoes. Like, how would they want to be treated? And I think that's where it comes down to relationship building. You know, every person, to your point, is wired differently. Every person has had different upbringings in their life. So instead of judging a book by its cover or treating people how you want to be treated, like, get to know that person. Like, everybody's dealing with something different. Everybody has that different background. But, like, you're not truly going to understand that person and what they're going through until you make that meaningful connection. with them. So, again, I think it comes back to, like, the genuineness of it all. So at, at the end of the day, like, treat people how you want to be treated. Also think about how would they want to be treated and just learn about them to figure out, you know, how do we, how do we form that relationship? What is that common denominator between the two of us? And I think the last thing I'd say is I'm a firm believer in a smile. 
Love the power of a smile. When you wake up in the morning, you got you got two decisions. I'm gonna have a good day. I'm gonna have a bad day. And I'm a I'm a glass half full guy. So every way I wake up, and I'm like, let's get after it. It's a Monday morning. We're gonna be talking to Nick 9 a.m. bright and early. So I try to do that on the smile on my face and just pass around as much positivity as I can. Love that, man. Love that. You, you've talked a lot about family, which has been awesome. The thing that we didn't get to ask and our truly our final question for you is what is your yeah. order at Taco Bell? Ooh, my order at Taco Bell. Okay. You're probably gonna have to bust out a notepad here. So I'm going with uh, the steak quesadilla combo meal, uh, getting a large Mountain Dew. That is my go juice. I know it's terrible for me, but like, that's what gets me going. Um, subbing out the jalapeno sauce, putting in nacho cheese in the quesadilla. And then I'm also doing a beefy melt burrito and an order of nachos and cheese. And that's, that's what I got. And then like 20 minutes after that, I'm usually in, in food coma and uh, <laughs> reconsidering why I did it, but it always tastes good in the moment. Man, that was more skillful than a Starbucks order. Right? <laughs> yeah. I've been doing it for years, Nick. I've been doing it for years. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, friends, Cam Barrett is a grateful human. Uh, he's the corporate affairs manager at Kroger company in Michigan. He loves his family and Taco Bell. Uh, and he loves being a dad. Cam, we're, we're grateful that you made time to, uh, to chat with us here today. So thank you. Yeah, not a problem at all. Thank you for having me on. I love, love what you do. And again, I know I talked about positivity and doing it with a smile on your face and you, you're a representation of that. So thank you and everything that you do. You got a great organization. You got a great thing going over there. Uh, we appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you next time.